This week's episode of Mind Gap Podcast is brought to you by Barty the Clown's Ultimate Escape Room. Let's face it, you've been cooped up in your home for weeks now and you've seen every TV show, watched every movie, and eaten every goddamn snack you can find. You're bored. It's time to take a break from the quarantine and have some fun while also testing your problem-solving skills. Barty the Clown's Ultimate Escape Room is open, folks. Not only is it located deep in the woods, which means it's naturally isolated from germs and really anyone, but they also practice social distancing. Only one person is allowed in the escape room at a time to make sure that no one, and I mean no one, gets out to get anyone sick. This is the ultimate escape room challenge. The puzzle is so secret that only players who solve the puzzle actually escape. Are you up to the challenge? If so, Get on the highway and head over to the Phillips 66 gas station near mile marker 124 on I-88. Ask for Chad, and he'll draw you a map through the forest to get you to your destination. Mention Mind Gap Podcast to Chad, and he'll give you 10 cents off a gallon of gas. Barty the Clown's Ultimate Escape Room. Find a way to escape or die trying. Hey, dorks. Just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes, and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Well, hello there, fellow humans. On this week's podcast, I have a moment of clarity where I wonder what it would be like to watch Avengers Endgame without watching any other movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Justin then asks if the sequel movies in the MCU are bad standalone films. I then ask Justin a very pertinent question. When will things get back to normal with COVID-19, or will they? It was a great episode full of lively discussion, so pour a drink. Grab a snack, take a load off, and slide into episode 244 of Mind Gap Podcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Oh, so what's that, Justin? You're just he's you're in my mouth. Is that knock, knock, knock? Who's there? It's Justin in your mouth. <laughs> and that's how you start a show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome to Mind Gap, everybody. Hope you're having a dandy oh, fucking week. Good lord, mystery. That is what she said. Welcome to Twitch. Welcome, ah, listeners. Yes. We are happy to be here this week. Mostly because Justin and I had some days, man. I tell you. We, we did have days. Days were had. Days were had. And days, days had. long days were had. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. Oh, thank you, Mystery. He says he loves the porn stash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um it's so funny because for people who haven't seen me in a week or whatever, uh I'm so used to looking at it that it doesn't like it doesn't really register that it's it's just the way things are now. So I love when people see me for the first time. They go, "Oh, uh, what's are you doing a stash?" And I'll, my answer is always, "No, what do you mean?" Because 
to ask me, are you doing a stash, is probably the dumbest question you could ask. What a weird way to ask it, too. Are you right? doing a stash? It's are like, you doing a stash? What does that mean? No. Your, <laughs> your eyes are deceiving, deceiving you. I'm not doing a stash. No. You're a dumb shit. My stash is doing you. <laughs> oh! Rock hard! Yeah! <laughs> that was a... I didn't have a good one for that. That, that one was my, the sound of my erection going inside my body. <laughs> That's what the sound of that was. Yeah. Oh, there it goes. Here it is. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I uh, I decided what the fuck. Uh, there was a guy at work who was, I think I said a couple weeks ago, there was a guy at work who was doing his, what he called his quarantine cop stash. <laughs> and uh, I said, I was like, everyone... In our little, we've got like a little, um, uh, like a chit chat lounge on Slack that it's a curated group of people. And I was like, all the guys here just need to do a quarantine stash. And, uh, he promptly shaved his and I was like, I'm going all in. Fuck it. Good for you, man. Yeah. You know, that's what life is all about. It's all about taking risks. You know, I figure I'm not, you know, I'm not around children. So now's a good time to do it. That's fair. There ever was a reason to do it. That's it. Mystery asks, are you done with stash? <laughs> um, so I don't know if you want to answer that now or, you know, pretend You'll that know. a caveman's not on the, not on the Twitch stream. You'll know when I'm done with stash. Oh, you'll know when I'm done with it. You'll know. Doug, would you ever, would you ever do the stash even because you're at home? What do they, you know? Uh, who cares? I, uh, I have a photo of me like trimming my beard down pretty low and like leaving the stash. No, and es, that's what this no es bueno. Technically, it's there's still there's still scruff here. Yeah, I won't ever go clean. No one can see it, so yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I guess one could argue while I have the stash, it's not clean. Yeah, I guess so. You know, you know it's about as dirty as it gets. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's been it's been a rough couple of business days for me i'm a little is there worn anything out. you can say without saying too much as to just why it's just been you know a lot of a lot of stuff a lot of projects um you know a lot of last minute stuff that's coming up so that adds fuel to the fire and uh you know i i don't do well with like the chaos of that the stressor for me and my personality where you know things come up where Practical Doug has a hard time rationalizing the fact that I'm like, we could have planned for this. You know, like that thought enters my brain and then, you know, here we are struggling to uh, get stuff by. But that's also kind of the nature of the business in a lot of ways, you know, you got to be able to do that. So I just don't do very well with it. That's kind of where I am. So I struggle with a lot of that stuff. Is it the, it, it, I have to assume it's the, because I, I think, I feel like you can handle stress, but I feel like it's the lack of, the lack of premeditated yeah or the lack of planning that that uh, really drives you nuts yeah if 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 i know something's coming i know it's gonna suck i can mentally prepare for that it's the un, unexpected stuff that usually catches me off guard especially if it's self-inflicted sure it's like double double it's like critical damage it's like rolling a natural 20 dungeons I and dragons you i know? get that reference get that critical strike um but in, in other news we're doing a uh Bring your kids to work from home week how, of activities. How is that going to... Is that currently happening? It's happening this week as we speak. Okay. 
little so poem for you. Do they just sit on webcam with you? Well, we do. Uh, we're doing different activities each day. So we start off with a week project of them to build uh, a car of the future. And so they spend all week working on it, and, and then at the end of the week, they submit a picture of it, and then they enter into a contest to win a prize. Um, today was parents film your kids for 15 to 20, 30 seconds and ask them, hey, what do you think uh, mom and dad do for work? You know, to kind of get their responses as to what they think. I filmed Natalie. I go, Natalie, what do you think mom and dad do for work? And she rolled over. She goes, another question. I go, come on. What do you think we do? What do you think we do for work? And then she kind of like rolled over to her side. She goes, meetings. I go, you think we do meetings? She goes, that's all. I go, that's actually pretty accurate. <laughs> that's so, amazing. Tomorrow is a uh, coloring contest. It was actually a coloring book. Uh, that we designed for them, and if for some reason they can't print it out or they don't can't physically have it, uh, they actually can draw their favorite food, or color their favorite food, and they can get entered to a, to a raffle, win some prizes, and then uh, the next day is um, sort of a meet and greet where the kids can get on our uh, video conferencing service to meet other kids from the organization or sit in and actually they can meet other like employees and kind of figure out what they do and then there's going to be story time which i volunteered for of course. i was like i'm t i'll totally read to the kids no problem i'm like this is the book of thor i hope you're ready to learn about jorgamond and how thor fights him with his with mjolnir the sandman volume one sandman volume one <laughs> do you know about death you're about to learn about death uh, so it's been pretty fun, and they they asked me if I would help out with making some videos for it. So I made a video to announce like the car of the future. I made another video for the drawing contest. So uh, it's been really fun to kind of make those. That's Just really awesome, man. Silly stuff. So I, I I look at that sort of thing as I'm I'm typically not someone that goes out beyond kind of like my lane as far as what I do for work. I don't. Especially if I'm in a new organization, I'm not really keen to be like, yeah, let's go hang out with a bunch of strangers or whatever. So for this, I'm like, ah, it's for the kids, you know. I'll do some stuff, you know. It's for the kids. It's for the kiddos. And, do you have uh, a Do you have a book picked out? Do you know which one you're gonna read? I was considering. I actually do have a Thor book that's like from Iceland that was given to me as a present that uh -huh. Natalie is loves that we read. There's three three chapters in it. Uh, the first one is Thor and how he goes to uh you know. Uh, Tyre's father's place to get this big cauldron to hold all the ale and then the second book is about how Thor loses his hammer someone steals it from him there's a beautiful picture of him uh, laying in bed and next to it is a pillow just for the hammer and it's like empty he gets mad and then the last one is how he uh, uses these magical items to fight a, uh, a frost giant so I'm like probably not a good fit for the kiddos who knows I don't know how old they are so well, that's true too. I, I in my head, I'm thinking they're like Natalie and younger, but uh, they could you could get some tweens in there. Well, I don't think I'm gonna be reading to tweens. I don't know if that's really the the the, the group that I you should be reading be. to. Be like, hello, here's a book called "I'm a Unicorn." <laughs> you ready? Here we go. <laughs> There's actually I actually have an Avengers one that I might read about unicorns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Avengers try to save the last unicorn. And they fail. And they fail. It's the Just, only mission they've ever failed. Thanos snaps it out of existence. So Right. Oh, 
that's why unicorns don't exist anymore. Exactly. I'm into this. By the way, um, in the mornings, uh, as Jill gets ready or whatever, she sort of gets into her day. Usually, Natalie will watch something. Uh, we usually put on something for her so she can eat breakfast or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I came downstairs today, and I'm like, I'm like listening. I'm hearing noise. I go, are you watching Infinity War? And I walk in. Sure enough, she's watching Infinity War. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a slow right. clap to that one because that that makes me so proud. I was like, this is awesome. Um, okay. And she just ended up watching the whole movie. <laughs> you've Doug, you've, you've done it right so far. Don't <laughs> screw this up. I think it's hilarious. Cause you're on the right path. It's so funny, man. It was so funny. I was like, all right. Cause she used to not like that movie because it was scary, but now sure, she's yeah. apparently over it. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. Um, and also at my job, we're kind of doing a daily check-in with the team. It's just for 15 minutes. And usually we have some, uh, something silly to, to for like as a theme for the meeting mm-hmm. and um, today's was mine so I was like alright uh, pick your favorite uh, share your favorite scene from a movie or a TV show so people came to the meeting and they were like posting all these clips and stuff like that and I picked out a couple because I was afraid someone's going to steal mine but then I realized my team's not full of nerds like I am because my first one it was obviously the portal scene from you know Endgame I was like, well, someone might pick that. You know what everyone else picked? Princess Bride. Princess Bride. West Side Story. I said Princess Bride twice because two people picked it. West Side Story. Legally Blonde. Titanic. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Like, And I'm like, I thought someone was going to do the portal scene from Endgame. So instead, I'm doing when Miles Morales becomes Spider-Man and into the Spider-Verse. I'm a child. <laughs> <laughs> I like to assume that is actually how you finished that. I was just, I'm like, oh my God. Like, it was really funny is, so I, I posted, you know, into the Spider-Verse and then when everyone was done, I still gave them the portal scene because I was like, enjoy. But for the first time, I watched just that sequence through the just lens, the just the portal sequence through the lens of what if I hadn't, what if I didn't know anything about the Marvel universe? Okay. And I was like, I looked at that. I was like, here's a bunch of random people showing up through magical portal portals. This dude's got a cape. This guy doesn't have a shirt on. He has knives. There's a goddamn raccoon. Is that a tree? Um, you know, what? There's, there's Spider-Man. I mean, pretty much everyone knows Spider-Man. But, like, there's all this stuff happening. You know, this girl just goes from small to big. And then, like, a giant dude busts out of a, a building. And he's holding what I guess you have to assume is the Hulk. And then everyone screams. And they go and they fight. And I was like, holy shit. This is ridiculous. If you don't know anything about this. And you don't realize that this was 11 years in the making. And this is a piece of cinematic history. And you're just like, huh, what's this stuff all about? And you turn it on, you get to that point, and you're just like, what am I? I, I've, I was like, this is not only insane, but I realized how sort of like childish it seems to be like, look at all these cool things happening. And for a moment, I was able to shed everything I loved about that whole movie series and everything like that. And I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I, I have to say right now that somewhere Drew got rock hard and he has no idea why. He's completely like, whoop. Yeah. Something's wrong in the force. Yep. He's so, like, Woo. So really what we're coming across right now is that uh, Endgame just is not a standalone. It's not a good standalone movie. 
No, that's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. You're no, saying what I'm Endgame saying is, is a terrible movie and a, and a piece of cinematic garbage. That's what I'm hearing. That's interesting how people yeah. hear different things. That's so funny. Communication is such an interesting, <laughs> interesting thing. So wait, so with that though, you would still say that it is a it is a solid standalone movie. With everything you just said about that portal scene, because you could apply that to the rest of the movie. No, I'm saying is that if you don't know anything about the Marvel universe, right. and you, With the and you just movie, you have to, you, but you have to approach it. That I'm way, saying specifically, if you've never seen anything in someone, and I just say, "Hey, watch this scene. Does this pump you up?" And they look at it and they're like, "I don't know what any of this is." <laughs> oh, absolutely, it's. I totally get that, but I'm saying like, if you you could apply that to the rest of the movie, though, mm-hmm. right? Well, here's what I'll say. It's a really cool movie, but yeah, you're going to be missing out if you don't. Because, I mean, they're revisiting all these different moments from the series. Um, There's so many inside jokes and references and nods. And you'll probably be lost on a lot of the impact of it. Like when Steve goes back, you know, to the 70s with uh, Tony Tony gets to see his dad. Steve gets to see, um, you know, Peggy, you know, things like that. Or the fact that, you know, when Steve is fighting with himself, (laughs) you know, right. And he's, he's the guy's like, I could do this all day. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Or you have the elevator scene again from winter soldier. Like, Oh shit. He's going to beat all their asses again, but he does not Like there's just all of these things. Something as simple as on your left to, Wasp saying, you got it, Cap. Like, all of these things would mean absolutely nothing to you if you're like, I think I'm finally going to watch this last movie. I think I'm finally, I'll see what all this hubbub's about. And you sit down and you just be like, you'd be like, why is Tony in space? You know, like. Yeah. So let me, let me ask you this, though, because this brings up a really interesting thought then is that because we've talked about how uh, we like, like a lot. one of the things for you and I that make these movies is that a lot of them, not only do they work as 22 standalone movies over 11 years, which is bonkers, but also that a lot of them are really solid standalone films, mm-hmm. which is weird to have both sides of that uh, equation kind of fit. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm thinking about it, though, with because mystery says what you're missing is context without context, ta- context, it's just noise. So with that, then. Could do you think it's safe to say that any sequel in the Marvel universe is not would not be considered a good standalone film? Well, I I don't know if this is a fair comparison, but it'd be similar to say deciding you're going to watch the Matrix at Matrix Revolutions. Sure, you well know? that's why I say sequel. Yeah, because. You know, especially it depends on the sequels because sometimes sequels have space in between them. You know, you can sort of like, well, I didn't see all that before, but I can gather it. Whereas this is a direct, like we left off from Infinity War. Right. And you're like, like Rocky two, three and four. mm -hmm. You probably jump in. Yeah, exactly. And I'd say you could probably hop in, but you would probably need to see Infinity War first. I would say if you hopped into Infinity War. You would probably be okay and be like, you may not know everyone, but but you're like, here's a bad guy. He's collecting stones. He's beating the shit out of guys. Yeah. Like everyone's kind of in their spots and everything. You may not know why Hulk was on the same ship as Thor 
or really who Loki is, but you can at least follow the story. Whereas if you don't understand, <laughs> you jump into this, it's like, why are these guys in space? You know, yeah. and then they come back and they're like, "Why? What Thanos do?" It's like, "Oh, he eliminated half of people, half of everyone in the universe." And it's like, "Well, how would he do that?" What? <laughs> he just snapped. He's got some pretty powerful thing fingers, you know. Well, no, he collected stones. Oh, when did he get them? Well, he got them now, but there's been like a whole thing of him getting them. Why didn't he get them before? Well, the reason, yeah, yeah. So I would, I would argue. I mean, with a lot of, you know, it depends on. There, there's some series where you're like, oh. You know, I didn't see that, but I can pick up on the context clues, whereas I don't think that's the case with Endgame, nor should it be, in my opinion. Right. You don't hop onto this train <laughs> right before it hits its yeah. destination. Like, that's... You missed I, out on a journey, my friend. I would say, for me, just off the top of my head, like, Civil War, I think, rides the line between... It could be a good stand for a... Um, for a very uh, sharp movie watcher, someone who's really adept at like picking up on context clues and stuff, Civil War is definitely a you could jump in and maybe not get all of it, but get a lot of it. Mm -hmm. For the average moviegoer, I would say that all the first movies in the in the franchise, so like Iron Man one, Captain America one, um, uh, Captain Marvel, like all the like. Any 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 of the first in the in any of the series, uh, totally fine. I would say Iron Man two and Captain America Winter Soldier. But outside of that, any other sequels or third or fourth versions, I don't know if the average moviegoer could just jump in as a standalone film. Well, I definitely I know how some people like just hopped in. Like what was it when Age of Ultron came out? Mm. Uh. The, I was working with someone and they hadn't seen uh, Winter Soldier. Okay. And I was like, what? How, were you confused at the opening sequence <laughs> when all the Avengers were together and they were fighting Hydra? Like, did that not, like, be like, I thought Hydra was gone. Like, were you not confused by the fact that, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. wasn't around and then they showed up and they kind of made a big deal about it? Like, what? Right. Were you not confused about any of this? Okay, that's kind of a big deal in the overall story arc. So yeah. I think with any sequel, for the most part, there is a bit of a, I don't know, I'll call it a learning curve, but there's a context curve where if you haven't seen some stuff, it's not going to make sense. And to a certain degree, it shouldn't because you haven't seen or read the whole story. So right. you're going to be missing out on some shit. But the idea of a sequel is to start at the beginning and then follow the journey along. Exactly. So, right. but I think there's some that you can hop into that are easier than others. Like Thor Ragnarok. I think you could hop into that and enjoy it. Maybe not fully grasp everything that's going on, but you, that's still a good standalone film. I would say probably yeah. the same thing about Iron Man 2. You know, a lot of those, like, you can just be like, oh, cool, there's stuff happening, and you're like, oh, well, what really happened? That's kind of like the beauty of how you write that stuff, where they try to make it so, oh, you weren't there? Well, you're not missing out. You can still enjoy this, right. but you're not going to get all of the jokes. Right. Whereas Endgame is like, this is the final button <laughs> that we're putting on this. And if you haven't been here, then don't bother. Like, I, <laughs> my friend uh, Charity, who's been on the podcast, she is, she's seen, like, maybe three or four Marvel movies. Okay. And I can't remember if she saw Infinity War or not, but basically she saw one of those. She goes, 
you know, I didn't think it was that good. I'm like, because you haven't seen them all. Of course you don't think it's that good. You don't understand the scope of what's right. happened. Right. And if you're just be like, I guess I'll just go see Endgame. I mean, it's out right now. I mean, I'll go, I'll go take a look at it and just be like, I don't understand shit. It's like, of course you don't. Um, so I, the mystery uh, actually agrees. He said Ragnarok for sure is a great standalone film. I like uh, mystery. If you could look, give us uh, the rationale behind that, because I'd like to hear why. Yeah, I, I think there are some pretty good standalone ones. I think the Ant Man ones are great standalone. Absolutely, yeah. those poor movies have always had to follow a big Avengers release. <laughs> oh shit! That'd be like cool. Infinity War just happened. Here's Ant Man and the Wasp. It's like right. we just had the snap, and then here's a guy. It's like on some sort of like, you know, figuring out what the hell's he's trying to break away from house arrest and not get caught. Like, <laughs> I would say the second Spider-Man two because it does a good job of painting um, like they're paying tribute to Tony. Yeah. And like like you, you understand someone big has gone and that's had an impact like they do a good job setting that up. So I would say that one, too, I think as far as sequels go is a is a a standalone film that someone could jump into and enjoy. I'd almost even say Spider-Man homecoming too. Like that one. Is, oh, well, that was the, that was the first. Yeah. That was the first one. Yeah. So that one, I'm only talking about sequels. Like I said, all the first in yeah. any of the characters I think are, are fine standalones. Yeah. But you also Spider-Man exists in a weird situation where we're introduced to him in civil war, kind of like how black Panther, That's you're introduced to him point. in civil war as well. But similarly, you know, you can hop into that stuff because, like, Black Panther starts where right out of the gate, Black Panther's father's dead. You know, mm-hmm. you wouldn't know that unless you saw Civil War, understand the implications of that. But right. at the same time, you figure it out. His dad's dead. Now we're moving on. Like, we don't necessarily reference the Winter Soldier. You know, it's cameo sort of stuff. So you can pick that stuff up and run. But you're right. right. Like, I think Far From Home is a really good example of, you know, you could watch it. Maybe you haven't seen anything else. You know that Tony's gone, but mm-hmm. still it's a story about Peter and him dealing with this level of responsibility that he's not sure of, you know, how, you know, how he's supposed to handle it. He wants to be a regular kid, but again, that's always the crux of Spider-Man is he wants to be a normal life, but he can't because he has these powers. So responsibility and all that jazz makes for right. a very interesting story and all that sort of stuff. So and I would even I would say the same thing for uh, <clears throat> for Winter Soldier. I think it's a, as far as a sequel goes because even though you don't see Bucky Diet's ref or you don't see the the tragedy that becomes Bucky back in the day, it's definitely referenced. And they spend a lot of time. Basically, um, uh, Natasha doesn't know who he is, so mm-hmm. you're you're learning through her, and that's always a nice little kind of crutch that you can write into a movie is. Where the audience basically one of the one of the characters works as a proxy for the audience, and they learn through that character what they don't know. Yeah, and I think they did a good job with that. Plus, you and I have talked that is by itself just a fun espionage spy movie set against a superhero background. That may be one of the best Marvel movies. It's 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 a solid movie. It's and so I'll, good. I'll, I'll argue anyone who argues that like that one, Drew. I I I can't agree. That that's a good movie. It's a fun movie. That Jill and I recently rewatched that. That's one of Jill's favorite movies too. It's just everything about it. Like it's it amazes me how much I've really grown to like Captain America. Like I didn't think you you adopted him very hardcore. I did. Like there's yeah. I love the way Chris Evans plays him, and I just love 
you know, Natalie's been wanting to watch. It's, it's funny because she's just been rewatching a lot of these Marvel movies. I'm like, all right, fine, we'll watch Civil War again. Oh well, so like you gotta, you all this stuff get... is fresh in my mind because she's yeah. watched them recently. So I just watching Civil War. I'm like, God, this is such a wonderful movie in terms of just how it it logically escalates. You know, it could. There, there were so many times where these movies could have gone off the rails if they weren't careful. They now let's. I do want to put a caveat because again, now somewhere Drew's head is exploding. Yeah. Conversely. Yeah. Because uh, he just came. We we understand exactly. Well, different head, but yes. Uh, <laughs> um. Yes, to Drew's uh, inevitable argument, these movies begin off the rails. It's about uh, magic and superpowers. We get it. Let's. We're talking in context here. I would argue that Drew doesn't get it. But anyway. Um, oh, boy. Shots fired. <laughs> um, uh, it's it's one of those things where they could have been way more insane if you base it purely on the comics. I mean, that stuff is bonkers. Yeah. So to take what they've built and make, like, Civil War to me, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, how are you going to manage all those characters? Little did we know, you know, a couple years down the line, um, you know... <laughs> <laughs> for the record, <laughs> Slarty Bartfast, welcome back. Uh, he says, for the record, Drew doesn't understand, and he can vouch for that. That's one of uh, Drew's friends. He joined us for our Twitch stream oh, on Saturday night. Good. And he I was, was like, welcome back. What are you talking about? For the record, he killed it in the concept game we were playing. He got well done. He scored a couple points for the internet players, so he did a wonderful job. Speaking of, gang, you got to come hang out with us on our Twitch stream. If you haven't already, it's twitch.tv slash podcast. Uh, we record our episodes live and also Saturday nights, uh, central time around eight o'clock. Come hang out. We're playing games. You can play along. We have a blast. Uh, it's so much fun. So last it, week we it did, was cool. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was say last week we played tabletop simulator. Uh, we've got guys like Slotty Bartfast hopping on board to play, uh, Noah Reno, who is the guy who made our motion graphics intro that we use on our YouTube videos. He not only hopped on the stream, but he hopped into the game and on our Discord and played along with us. Absolute blast. It was so much fun playing with him. So come hang out with us. We like to have fun. I uh, I noticed when we when we first started streaming here for this episode, uh, I was looking in the activity feed of Twitch, and there was a lot more activity. It was really <laughs> cool to see that. Like three days ago, four days ago, six days ago, like the, all these new bits of activity of follows and uh, discussions happening. It was it's uh, very cool to see more engagement on that, and yeah. uh, I'm glad that I'm glad that uh, other new people are jumping in. That's awesome. Yeah, I just the gaming stuff is just so much fun because right now the world sucks. So yeah, why not have some fun doing some silly shit? And um, you know, I'm thinking probably this weekend we might be defusing some bombs. I don't know. Oh, you know, keep boy. talking, nobody explodes. So you all can play along with that one for sure. So come join us. Twitch.tv slash podcast. Anyway. here first. Come join us. <laughs> click, click, click. Bang, bang, bang. Boom, boom, boom. So. Click, click, bang, bang. And I'm just saying, boom, Justin, boom. no pressure, but uh, I think you should come to Fuse some Bombs. I'm just saying. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly, also, I want to see you, I want to see you go through trying to help someone defuse a bomb. Why? Because, Why? Because <laughs> the instructions... Are kind of confusing <laughs> on purpose. Okay. 
there's one particular puzzle. There's there's standard wires, which are pretty much like, how many wires do you have? Cool. Uh-huh. And it kind of goes through some if this, then that, and whatever. But then there's complex wires. And there's a, at first, and I don't remember how it works now, but there's kind of a complex Venn diagram you have to follow to figure yeah, out I'm, what I'm to do. I'm not liking this. And when we saw that, we looked at that, and we were like, oh, oh, God. How do we do this? How do we oh, figure no. it out? It's not good. And what was great was by the end of the night, we had kind of figured out some of the puzzles and how they worked, but it's been a while since we've played. So yeah. it'll be really funny to uh, open up well, that again and be like, oh, boy. Well, even when you and I were just kind of testing it out so I could get a feel for it. We barely it, did uh, it. We barely did it on the on the intro level bomb. And you were like, is there red wires? I'm like, no. You're like, there's no red wires. I'm like, no, there's no red wires. And you're like. All right, you're sure? And I'm like, yes, I'm sure. What What are these instructions saying to you? I'm so used to Sam freaking out at me when <laughs> things don't go right. Um, playing with him, that was so much fun. Like, he played the intense character so well. He did. And I, <laughs> like, it's one of those where I was like, I just need to stay calm because there's no way I can even begin to go to the place Sam went when I watched those videos. The best was part was special. he was in the tutorial. And he was freaking out. We didn't realize that he was like, guys, why, why aren't you helping me? And we're like, what? He's like, one of the wires is already cut. And we're like, how is that possible? He's like, because you told me to. And we're like, we don't understand. That's not how this works. He's like, oh, wait, I'm in the tutorial. <laughs> you guys oh, want to check bad. out like what we get into, head over to our YouTube page. We've got some highlights from the gaming sessions. You can kind of get an idea of what kind of shit show. it's it's beautiful madness yeah absolute beautiful madness it's it's a lot of fun so yeah if you're up to it my friend i would love to see you there but again i understand priorities not everyone's Um, like you know what i want to do a saturday play video games that's me like every night if i can i don't know why i whispered that everybody knows (laughs) it's it has moved up to eight now not 8 45 anymore exactly because we're like you know what let's get more people in at an earlier at a reasonable time 8 45 god let's get it on and we ended up going three hours <laughs> i i did last you sent me statistics from the stream and i was like jesus christ the stream was three hours and 15 minutes we played a game of dixit <laughs> and then we moved into concept and it just kept going we had an absolute <laughs> blast one of my favorite things which i wasn't able to edit altogether from it was that what i love about tabletop simulator is people get into shenanigans in there as if they were at obviously at a real tabletop. So I'm focused on trying to run the game and everything. And all of a sudden I scroll up and I look at Sam is playing hangman with Jared off to the side in silence. Just (laughs) he's drawing a guy. He's put things and he and Jared are all of a sudden I hear Jared say, yep, you got it. I'm like, what? He's like, don't worry about it. I'm like, okay. And later on, he's like, sorry, bud, you failed. And I looked up and he's just playing hangman. Or you can just, you're, they're just drawing. They're drawing the on the board. Just, just drawing. <laughs> and at one point I'm like, so focused on playing concept. And I look around and like Jared's drawn dicks on the table. There's something about poop written. And I'm like, what? Uh, when did sounds, this happen? That sounds so accurate. I was like, cause this, you know, when people are playing games, people get distracted. They're playing with stuff or whatever. And that <laughs> game very much facilitates that. So I was like, Oh Jesus, what are we doing here? So uh, I'm going to do my best to, to be there, but uh, I got I'm I might not be able to because I might be in quarantine. I know. Tell me about I, this. You got some news. I got a really weird voicemail from the CDC that apparently 
uh, I got uh, I got a little bit of the Rona, and uh, I, let me just play this for you. It's, yeah, it's, let's let uh, everyone know what's going on. Yeah, for sure. This is an important message from the CDC. You have been recognized as someone who has been in direct contact with a person or persons who have COVID-19 coronavirus. You are required to remain where you are and self-quarantine for 14 days and possibly more due to your small wiener. Tiny wieners have will in more quarantine days. Wiener size like yours could triple your time. Please be advised that you have a tiny weenie. How do they so, know? Yeah. Guys, I, uh, I, don't, I don't know what to say, but uh, it's not looking good for me. Not looking good. Tiny weenie, big balls. <laughs> You're like, I'm shooting strong, but that's all I got to offer. You know? I'm locked and loaded with the cannonballs, but the muzzle's like a snub nose. <laughs> the muzzle just, man, doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I got uh, a... <laughs> Rob, who we've had on the uh, the podcast before, sent me that. One of his buddies sent him that, and uh, he's like, "I got this weird voicemail. Uh, I think I might be in trouble." And he played it, and he about pissed himself, so he sent it along to to us, and I, it was just the fucking funniest thing. So I don't know who made that, but to yeah. whomever made it, uh, bravo, because that's hysterical. Mister E says that needs to be on merch. <laughs> I got a 14-day teeny weenie. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, that, that when you sent that to me, like I was like, oh shit! I was like really, really concerned, and then all of a sudden it started. You have a tiny weenie, and I was like, whoa, that took a turn. I wasn't ready for that. It's Wait, like <laughs> when you first heard it, did you think it was like a legitimate like, well, like I, message? I mean, I was sitting there, I was just going like, whoa, what is this? Like, I had no this? idea. I had no idea what to <laughs> think. When I did send it, I, I sent it with the same context in which Bob received it, which was, I got the weirdest voicemail today. And yeah. Play. I was like, yeah. oh, God. And it's like, you have a tiny weenie. I'm like, no. Oh. Okay. Could triple your uh, could triple your uh, quarantine. I fucking love that. How small is it? You're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's not good. No, that's, you know what? Some people would probably look at that and be like, it's not funny. This isn't funny. But I was like, we need that right now. Right. <laughs> That's that's one of those irreverent things that I welcome because that that just helps uh, that helps get you through the day a little bit. Yeah, it's it's very it's very enjoyable in that regard. And, and kind of speaking of funny stuff, like yeah. how how do you think? Jill actually asked me this tonight. She goes, "When do you think things are going to go back to normal?" And I go, "Let me ask. Let me answer that with a real annoying answer, which is, we can't go back to normal." <laughs> <laughs> You've changed things forever, <clears throat> forever. <laughs> well, I that yeah I I've been I was thinking about that uh, last couple of days, and I guess I would answer that with an even more annoying question: is what is normal? Right? How do you define normal? Well, I'm just you know I've listened to some podcasts with some comedians and stuff, and they're you know they're obviously itching to get back out there to oh, do. They're yeah. like a lot of these guys are like. This is the first time I haven't done stand up in like multiple nights since I started. And they're like, oh, great. People had scheduled uh, tapings of specials. Yeah. They were ready to go. And now it's like full stop. 
So they're going to have to wait until things are good to go, and they're going to have to go back and grease those wheels again. Yeah, because, I mean, they talk about how if you don't, even at the top level, if you don't get on stage at least a couple nights a week, then you immediately start to get rust on the the gears. So They usually take like a month before they shoot to just really just do like four or five shows a week to just fine-tune it, get everything going. Just imagine you're about to do that, and it's like, sorry, we got to. We got to cancel it right now. It's like, fuck, everything is just. Well, the thing that really bums me out is that this year, one of the things that Beth had said uh, at the beginning of the year, one of her, not a resolution, but kind of one of the things looking forward, she's like, this year I want to do more, more music, more uh, reading, more art, like just more like less TV and more going out and doing stuff. Definitely more music. And so I was like, great. So for her birthday, <clears throat> we I, I got uh, um, so the final season of Shit's Creek just got done airing, and so the cast is doing a Q and A tour. Oh, cool! So I got us tickets for that. That was supposed to be June twenty fifth. I got us uh, tickets for Alicia Keys, which Beth has always wanted to see Alicia Keys, and the last time she almost got to see it, she went when she was much younger with her uh, her mom, and. Apparently, it was one of those things where it was just kind of a free-for-all concert, and the people who were on prior to Alicia Keys ended up going like an hour, two-hour set. So it was like one in the morning, and Alicia Keys still hadn't come on, and Beth was like, I'm tired. She goes, funnily enough, my mom was like, let's stay, (laughs) and Beth was like, no, we should go, and I got you know school – like. Because she, she was uh, teaching grad school at the oh, time. Oh, man. She goes, my one regret is that we didn't stay because she's she still never got – So Alicia Keys coming back to Chicago, the Midwest Bank Amphitheater, uh, or whatever that's on uh, Northerly Island. Yeah. And uh, supposed to be in August. I was so excited. I got his tickets. <laughs> Corona. Oh, man. So that's – and then Glenn Hansard was coming back through town, uh, 25th anniversary of The Frames, his, his rock band. And uh, that was supposed to be in September, and I highly doubt that's going to happen. So three events, concert things, and I'm so fucking bummed that those are that not happening this year. Yeah, because that's it's the just, thing. It feels like the, it just feels like everything has been canceled. Everything. Well, I mean, we were just talking like NBA. I mean, they haven't officially announced it, but I mean, they're basically done for the year. I mean, they, they're the playoffs were supposed to start like last yeah. over the weekend, so like that's not going to happen. H- hockey's obviously done. Baseball. Yeah significantly delayed right nfl ha- about- go ahead i was like nfl hasn't announced anything they're planning to go on as as scheduled but i'm like how like however that's gonna work right? yeah right are they gonna what i think would be hilarious is if they do the whole like well we're not gonna have anyone in the stands but they're still gonna play that is gonna be so fucking weird yeah it is because well, really baseball is the only sport that you can kind of get away with no contact even though there still is contact yeah but even with that, like it, I guess at the end of the day, I go back and go uh, playing not in front of people is it's doable because that's just how you played when you were a kid. You're just playing the game of baseball now. Mm-hmm. So you can still do it and you just televise and it's fine. But I, a lot of players are saying now, a lot of athletes are saying that they don't want to leave their families and put themselves at risk for four five, six months. You know, they're like, why? For what? Yeah, well, I would say that of all the sports, football's the weirdest because you can see people out on a basketball court playing basketball. People are playing baseball in their backyards. You don't see people suit up in full pads 
and go just just go hardcore at each other in the park on any given day so i think that would be super weird and on top of that i would love to hear the shit talking that happens like because it would be so quiet you could hear it the amount of trash talking that would possibly happen in that regard and i just i don't know you have to make it flag football at that point Flag like, football. What if, just, what if they just all ran around with flags instead of? Can you uh, imagine Goku? like the guys that are going out there? Like, all right, we're gonna give like they give it their all for a season right. where no one shows up. Like, <laughs> guy blows out his knee and his career in this in the in the right. season where there was nobody there. You just hear him screaming his isolated right. screams because there's no you one there to cover the it. Just, yeah. ah! It's like everyone still takes a knee. They're like, this is weird because there's nobody here. Like, it's right. just, I mean. I don't know. Like I, I, I look at. I'm very much on the on the side of like let's take it easy. Like let's do. Let's make sure that we're all safe before we open the doors. But I heard some comedians saying like, you know, as soon as they lift that ban, a bunch of morons are just going to run out there in droves and just hundred oh, percent. Just like start kissing each other and everything. Like they just they're going to go hardcore because that's just. I that's haven't just, gotten a lick of railing in three months. Yeah, like just. I'm going to go lick railings now. I'm like ah, but I I think you know I've seen a lot of articles about bring drive-in movie theaters back. You know, that'd um, be badass. Which is interesting. Like I just wonder, are people going? to... I mean, AMC essentially is filing for bankruptcy. I mean, Jesus, are they? I didn't yeah. read it. It's they basically are like we're fucked, um, yeah. you know. Yeah. So what's what are movies gonna be like? What are comedy shows gonna be like? What are you know concerts gonna be like? Yeah. Will it, it will was, it just be a temporary sort of like hesitance, and then we'll eventually go back to where we were? Or I don't know. Like I, I it's hard. I could see it going both ways because this is becoming our new normal and how we operate. But I, I mean, it, it probably just depends on the personality, you know. Yeah. For me. I don't know. Again, I'm kind of in my element right now. This is right. this is my jam being indoors. I've got a lovely setup of my computers. Um, you know, I've invested more in multimedia equipment now than I ever have. <laughs> um, just just enjoying doing this sort of stuff. Like I'm right. considering buying like legit lights. <laughs> I love it. I'm considering buying a green screen like I'm considering moving all this stuff down to my basement. You got that beautiful blue wall behind you. Don't Dude, don't ruin it with the green screen. The amount of people that have come like when I've gone on my video conferencing and they're like, "Oh my god, your blue wall is gorgeous." I was See? like, "Like, is that real? Is that a fake background?" I'm like, "Well, no." I go, "Friend, to help me uh, fine tune this thing." So now uh, I understand. I go, "I actually spent some, you know, not a huge amount of money, but a, I got like, a decent webcam, basically." Yeah. And now it's like, it looks good. And he taught me a thing or two about lighting. So, <laughs> as he sits here looking like a grainy piece of shit, <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. Um, but I mean, again, I'm in my element. Like I, yeah. I love the fact that I can have a regular video game session every week. Because sure, yeah. I've always felt like a loser. I'm like, hey guys, um, do you say anyone want to play games? Like, dude, it's Saturday. We're out doing stuff. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm, okay. Huh, I'm gonna be inside. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? I I know, man. Um, I it's a it's a it's a really good question though about like, will things go? What will our new normal be? Like, how will things go back to any sort of the way that they were? I I I feel the same way where it could go. I feel like it could go either way. Mm-hmm. I feel like it honestly could 
<clears throat> we talked about, you know, people get, when we were talking about late night TV, we were talking about people are getting used to this new uh, formats, this new way of doing things. And this is now becoming comfortable. And now we'll have to change again. And yeah. people don't like change. How much did they fight when we had to go inside? And, you know, I feel like there could be a fight to go outside, except those fucking numb nuts who are protesting. Yeah. I yeah. mean, those people, I'd say this is the one time where I'm like, let, let natural selection do what it needs to do, because <laughs> I'm fine if those people aren't around anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just don't, I don't get that. But um, likewise. But no, yeah, I, I, I think I, I do think that I think we'll return to some sense of the way that it was. That that being said, I, I do think things absolutely have been affected permanently on some level. Yeah, I, I agree. And to me, I appreciate kind of it's funny because I said at the top of the show, like I, chaos is a stressor for me. Mm -hmm. But I realize if I'm watching from the sidelines, I kind of enjoy it, meaning that <laughs> I enjoy when traditional models or modes of business or whatever are disrupted yeah because like you said we tend to get in a rhythm and we just do the same thing over and over again because that's kind of how our brains are wired our brains are wired to be like what's the path of least resistance this worked we'll do the same thing over and over and over again right and so we kind of just get in this thing is like well, this is what it is and this is working so we're going to keep doing it but we never actually take a moment to be like is it the best way to do it because the best way may be hard to do. Right. And so when something like this is forced upon us, I'm fascinated by what people are able to do and what new things are derived from this. Because when I look at something like the late night model, it's kind of, you know, I think really what this is, is it's refreshing to see people as humans. I feel like more sure. than ever, people's humanity is really showing right now. And I think it's for the best aside from the douchebags who are protesting. But, sure. you know, the idea that you can have a late night show from your living room, right? you know, and that you can conference call with other celebrities and guests, and it can go well. Like, there's nothing will ever substitute being in the same room with you no. doing this podcast. But we're making this work. Yes, We're making absolutely. our Twitch streams higher quality. <laughs> <laughs> depending on whether or not there's a demon echo but we're 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 you know we're finding a way to make this uh, there we go right right exactly you know sometimes you get Jabba that's sometimes it. you get Jabba the Hutt but that being said like I've had more fun trying to figure this shit out yeah and I've gotten so much fancier with our Twitch stuff now like yeah and still not where anywhere where it could possibly be, but I'm like, hey, I'm gonna make a new screen that says, "Hold on to your butts." Stream will be starting soon. Like I'm just having so much fun. I'm being so much more creative. Like I've seen a reason to like. I've always been curious about Twitch in general, and I'm like, ah, who wants to watch? It's the same th approach I took to the podcast, which was yeah. like, ah, who wants to listen to? Sure. me talk about anything it's like ah who wants to watch me play games and then i'm like who fucking cares i'm gonna play games right. if i'm playing games watch me or don't i would love it if you did and it's even more fun when folks like etoy07 boy mm -hmm. back in the chat comes on plays among us murders me in cold blood and like we get a chance to connect with people like he hopped on our discord and i actually got to chat with him which was really cool like i've connected more with people in this situation 
than I have in real life. It's right. bizarre. Jared, the amount of times that I'm like, he and I communicate on a regular basis now. He has his own separate video game thing that he does like on Fridays and stuff. So it's like we're, we're I feel like I'm connecting with people so much more now. And in, in, in a weird way, I'm enjoying it. And um, it's, it's just it's strange to me. So I'm just I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated by what we're going to work it. My bad. Don't worry about it. That's my bad. That sounded epic. That's my bad. <laughs> that also kind of sounded like Mickey Mouse. That sounded epic. Um, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just fascinated by, like, especially from a business standpoint, like, what are we going to, are, are we, are, are workers going to be like, yeah, no, I can do my job from home. Thanks. Like, right. I demand to be able to work from home. That, is that going to be – that's a great thing because, like, is that going to be a new um, – like, when you go out for a job interview, a new thing that they're like, well, one of the things, like, good company culture, uh, you know, 401K matching, and also um, not even a little bit have to be able to work from home. Mm-hmm. It's not even like a – it'd be nice. That is a requirement. Yeah. Like, yeah. because it can be done. My role particularly allows that to happen. Like, honestly, I – don't think I ever need to be in an office. <laughs> Let me be perfectly honest with you. Right. Um, you know, I'm just I'm designing shit all the time, and yeah. you know, there's 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 reasons to go in, but you know, it brings it brings me back to my last job where I, there was a point in time where I was going in once a week, and it made perfect sense for me to only go in once a week, right. and I was totally fine otherwise. And when there was some pushback on it, I was like, I will happily go to whoever you need to talk to and talk to about them to their face about why they're wrong. Oh, you want me to go to the president of the company? I'll go to the president of the company and tell him I need to work from home and here's why. Because the only thing is like, well, if we're paying for office space and we're not using it, I'm like, then get rid of the office space. Downsize. Shrink. Save some real estate. You know what I mean? Like, Because that's the thing too, right? Businesses are looking to save money. If people aren't working there, then maybe shrink your office space if people can work from home. And they can do so successfully as well. Because that was always the thing is like, well, we can't do it. And we don't trust people. And trust me, there's assholes out there that are not doing their job. They're fucking around that are ruining it for the rest of us. But point being is that it's very possible for most people to do their job from home. Or I shouldn't say most people, but a significant portion of the working population can do it from home and do it successfully. So if we're doing this and through August, I'm really curious as to what is actually going to change. When we, when we, when, when people are allowed to go back. Yeah. And on the, and on the, the opposite side of that same coin, the, what it's doing, and I don't want to sound like a hippie, but like what it's doing for the environment. Like it is, we, we now see that we don't, we might not need all these business trips and we might not need to go like, sure. There are going to be things when, when filmmaking gets back to it, you're not going to be, not all films can be made remotely like this. That's just not going to work. So I get it. But, you know, all these trips, you know, oh, got to go to the New York office. Maybe that's not necessary. Like this is this has been working quite well. well got to jet over to London to close this deal. Well, do you? Did you close the deal during the quarantine? Because that shows you can still do it. Yes, we will need to get back to some form of traveling, some form of of back to that. But man, like the 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 little bit of of respite from all the travel and noise and pollution it's been really nice, man. I have to say, yeah, it's, dude, it's been so nice. And to watch some of those websites that are tracking pollution levels 
and like the images, the before and after of like New Delhi and like LA and like really heavily trafficked areas just to watch like a split screen mm-hmm. of the before picture and the after picture of the same frame. It's bananas, bananas how that how that's changed. Yeah, Itoyo Seven, who is a teacher, one of the uh, the big the big heroes out there, says education will change. So many have realized remote learning cannot replace in person learning. Mm-hmm. E classroom does not equate to the value of a real classroom. Yeah, there's certain things that you just can't do, you know? Like, you can't really do science remotely, you know? All right, now be careful with that that cup of bleach that I had you get. Now pour that into... Right. No, not in that one. Not in... Okay, I gotta go. Got <laughs> Who here brought their body right. to dissect, you know? like <laughs> If you live in the city, it may be easier to come by. <laughs> I got a possum. Does this work, sir? Like... <laughs> <laughs> There's just some things where you need to physically be there, and yeah. I, I've i always been in that camp of like being in a physical environment, but I also think this has challenged us to some degree to be like, well, what parts can be done? I mean, right. in my department, we're training people remotely to do jobs. Now, that's different than you know teaching someone how to do math. So... It is, it is it is a different thing. It's 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 similar in some ways because you're teaching people how to do this different stuff. And that is definitely not easy to do remotely. It's definitely a challenge. So I agree. But there definitely needs to be um, plans in place for yes. in the event that this stuff happens. Because there's a lot of that stuff that's like, well, we can't do philosophy remotely. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. You just haven't. You haven't done it. Like a lot of that stuff you can do. And you need to think about it. I disagree with that. <laughs> I'm willing to debate you on that, Plato. Um, it's one of those things where we do have to sort of have those contingencies because yeah. this this is going to happen again, without yeah, a doubt. It's going to happen again. No mistake, again. everyone. This is not. We're not done with this. As soon as the quarantine's lifted, it's not like God. Oh, we're good again. Yeah. This is. We're going to be dealing with fallout and remnants of this for a long time. I, uh, yeah. Speaking as an expert, <laughs> I also say educational purposes wise. Um, yeah, for like Natalie. She's yeah. got to have it. She can't be homeschooled by this idiot right here. Like, I, 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 I help us all. She'll I mean, be relating through things. That, all right. We're going to do numbers. How many infinity stones are there? Yeah. I'll tell you what. There's one thing she's good at right now. It's counting because we do a lot of counting games. Sure. And uh, what something I love with Natalie is she and I are inventing games to play. Oh, I love that. So we have actual games, but there's this game she for hot for um, Halloween for Valentine's Day. She got this super parents they put together this like almost i don't know it's, it's some sort of like really neat knitted bag and it says natalie on it like they personalize all these things and they had these like little kind of fake glass hearts in them and so she's taken the these and she gets a little rubber ball and she calls it the ball game okay. and what she does is she throws the ball at my sack as hard as she can and she tries to see if it makes me cry love so it. love it <laughs> well done natalie <laughs> Well done. <laughs> no, what she does so is she's learning about not only creativity, but anatomy. Anatomy. Exactly. Yes. Today I picked her up. She goes, I almost hit you in the balls. I'm like, you're right. But what she does is we start. we almost started playing like our version of jacks where it's like, we oh, have okay. the ball and we drop it and we try to grab as many as we can for her. That's too complicated of like motion. So sure. I used to have her bounce it and try to catch it, but I give her an option for her is she can try and bounce it and catch it. She gets a heart. She can go for two if she wants, but if she misses, she loses both. Ooh. She can go up to three. 
So nice. she can roll. She can she can press her luck if she wants to keep going. And she's gotten really good at that. Where most of the time she beats me because she just goes for three each time. And so you know we're learning about gambling then too. Statistics, we're strategy, right? You know, right, it's like, yeah. well, Man. is it worth it? This is a well-rounded uh, curriculum you've got going, Doug. And then what we do now, th then she used to have this little car that you'd wind up and you'd release. And you, the idea was like if the car rams into the hearts, if they touch the hearts, then you get to, you get those hearts. And now we've transferred over to taking the ball and rolling the ball towards the hearts and whatever the ball touches you get. So, bowling. You've reinvented uh, bowling. More or, less, more or less. She started playing the Wii too. So it's been... Nice. We've been having lots of fun in that regard, but she. Now, are you making sure that she wears the strap? One hundred percent. Oh God! Even with that, I was like, "You're going to destroy things," because she's like, "Woo!" I'm like, "Stop it! Stop it! It's a freaking! It's a mace! She's just, just, just swinging around!" I'm like, "Stop it! Good lord!" Um, but I just I love the idea that she, we're like inventing games to play and and every yeah. time when she like when it's over I'm like how many hearts do you have and she counts how many do I have and she counts and then we go again there's a dice game we're playing uh, I think I forget what it's called because of the T but you basically have like nine die and you roll them and you try to get them all to be the same so it's teaching her like identifying numbers and counting and what's same what's different us we have yeah. so much fun doing that sort of stuff so. Well, I, I, go ahead. I was gonna say you and I have talked about uh, the ingenuity that this has kind of brought up. The the fact that everyone is getting more creative, like from a micro level like that, where you and your daughter are inventing new games to the talk shows when we uh, spoke the other week about you know like how they've shifted to home to musicians doing live concerts on Instagram and all these like it's just it's been a breeding ground for and even teachers having to do e learning like trying to figure out. All right, how do we adapt to this? And I, I think that's something that you and I have both been such a fan of is witnessing all this like creativity just bubble up and people experimenting with with new ways of doing things and, and figuring out how to how to carry on, you know. Well, it's interesting because I just put together a quick learning segment about creative thinking. I love and it. And one of the things, one of the articles I posted about it was um to boost creative thinking is to limit yourself, like create barriers in a box, right? Because the idea is that if you give yourself fewer resources, you, you'd be surprised at how creative you can get. And the, the sure. example they gave was green eggs and ham. Dr. Seuss wrote that on a dare. Like the dare was, I bet you can't write a book with 50 words or less. And so that was, so they put him in a creative box and he's like, I bet I can. And then he created green, green eggs and ham limiting himself. I will create to this in a box. I will create. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of those things where establishing. So it's like, Oh, you, you're going to write this in 800 words. Well, if you have to write it in 500 words, right. you know, like putting those sort of boundaries and that's what this has done. It's confined us to a home. Like you, sh you shared something on Instagram, uh, Al Roker and what he's doing from home. Right broadcasting like he's got like several phones a couple laptops he's got his own lighting rigs and stuff and he's like i miss the studio i can't wait to go back but i'm making this work in my home and i'm like that's what i'm talking about right the creativity that you can do to be like wait i can make this work and then that does is that challenges the preconceived notions of what works before and is that the best way to do it or was Why it just the easy route way? because it's already established absolutely and we're yeah, I hate to use this word because I've heard it so much, but we're disrupting. <laughs> Gross. 
I know you don't like that, but it, but it likes you. Okay. And you know what else I like? What do you like? The Throwdown! Throwdown. I love it. I'm fucking so happy we have this soundboard now. <laughs> it's so amazing. Because you know what? The screams were good before, but, it, you know, you pair that up with beautiful, beautiful uh, song, oh, you know, man. composed by the one and only Bob Ballmeyer, and you got yourself something magical. Yeah, you know what you have? Mm. The Throwdown! <laughs> the Throwdown. You can't, can't, can't go wrong, guys. Dude, I'm telling you. I want, there's so many of these I want to bust out. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. E307 goes, whoa, what was that? That was classy. That was classy. <laughs> there was nothing classy about it. Oh, yeah, man. Super classy. Um, anyway. Whew. So today's throwdown. Um, you actually, you you uh, incorrectly said Halloween, but that <laughs> brought something up. I'm like, you know what? Let's jump ahead. Well, actually, the other Halloween has been popping up because... Um, Tim Robinson was a uh, a cast member on SNL for like uh, a hot minute, and then he was a writer for a little while, and then he started that show on Comedy Central called The Detroiters, mm-hmm. and uh, he just posted a a, a very short um, Twitter video where it's a couple of the protesters that Fox News was showing, mm-hmm. and then he inserted himself at the end <laughs> <laughs> as a protester, is like. This is when I buy my Halloween stuff. You mean I can't buy Halloween stuff now? Like, just complaining about the most arbitrary, stupid, random shit. And, uh, like, what is this, America or Russia? So, um, this is when I start shopping for Halloween stuff. Sounds like my mom. I know. Except so, what my mom do. You, you got to get Halloween stuff now. It's it's on bargain. Got to get it. Um, so I thought uh, I thought we'd let's let's fast forward into the future and do a Halloween throwdown. And I don't think we've done these two specific. I think we've had each of them independently, but okay. I don't think we've ever put them together. Let's do it. And please correct me if I'm wrong. No. Um, t- okay. Uh, <laughs> two people who feed off fear. Uh huh. Two people that will give you nightmares. One actually shows up in nightmares. This is Pennywise versus Freddy Krueger. Yeah, I don't think we've done this one. Well, interesting. Because my natural... Well, because here's the thing. Does Pennywise have nightmares? I don't know. As a celestial three-lighted being, does he have nightmares? He has fears. Only when pressed. But it takes a lot to get him to be afraid. Right. So, and if well, anything, he lives thing, off of fear, so. Right. Well, the only thing he, and not to sound too uh, JFK, but the only thing he fears is lack of fear. <laughs> the and only thing we have to fear is a lack of fear. Perfect. Yeah. Because um, I feel like Freddy lives primarily in dreams. I have, to, I have to admit, I'm not a full aficionado on the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. I've only kind of seen a couple movies here and there, but never uh, in, in, in great numbers. But 
it seems to me that, Struggled through that one. yeah, I was like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I watched much of it. Um, I watched not great numbers, some movie. <laughs> it's like a debate answer. <laughs> I've watched not many, but some of the movies. America is great. God bless you. And I have to say the constitution, uh, well written. Thank you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sir, uh, we were asked you, uh, who would win in a fight between Pennywise and <laughs> Freddy Krueger? I stand by my answer. I stand by my answer. I stand by America. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Freddy primarily haunts the dreams of people and then he kills them. So I just seem to, it seems like he would be pretty ineffective against Pennywise. And honestly, I wonder if they would even really encounter each other. If that makes well, sense. I would, so I would, the way I see it setting up is very similar to, to Freddy versus Jason is where, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I think, I think Voorhees has a dream or a nightmare or something. He shows, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. um, the, I, so, uh, one of the kids falls asleep, Freddy Krueger, um, jumps into the dream world with them mm-hmm. and, uh, causes absolute and pure, utter terror so much terror that Pennywise actually feels it. And he's like, Ooh, that <laughs> that's, that's tasty. Yummy. And so he goes to seek out the source. And so he jumps into the dream himself. Okay. And, uh, to, to feast on the fear. And, uh, Freddie realizes that he's beginning to suck the life essence. And so he's like, well, I can't exist if this person dies. So, and all the fear is sucked out of them. Or all the life is sucked out of them. So Freddy's like, I have to put a stop to Pennywise. And Pennywise does not like being attacked. So what is Freddy? Is he just like a demon? Is That's just, how I understand it. He's is just that cursed. He was, yeah, he was a guy, a pedophile who got burned. And now he is some sort of demon-esque specter that haunts dreams. I just... <laughs> Sounds so scientific when we say it out loud. A demon-esque figure entity that haunts the dreams of the living. Um, I feel like Pennywise just has, like, on paper, if we're looking at their base stats, Pennywise far exceeds Freddy. Yes, because Pennywise is... uh, Both of them are not of this world, but Pennywise is, like, interdimensional type... He's been around a while. He's been around a while. <laughs> he knows a lot. He's yeah. feasted a lot. Now, granted, he comes, he sleeps for 28 years at a time, but, you know, this guy, it's it, he is of something that is way more powerful. Sure. Okay. And. Yeah. Which is why putting him in the nightmare, which yeah. is Freddy's realm, gives Freddy a little bit more control. But I just wonder if that would, how much that would even affect Pennywise, because, you know, I can't imagine Pennywise would get too freaked out, you know, because sure. what's what could Freddy possibly throw at him that Pennywise wouldn't just be like, oh, and just like right. shrug off? Because I think, again, they both sort of rely on fear to sort of attack their prey. So I'm wondering oh, what right. would, would I, I for some reason, I just my natural tendency is that Freddy would feel way more threatened and way more frightened of Pennywise than the other way around, even in the dream realm. I could, I could see, <clears throat> and see, that's the thing is like, if if Freddy wasn't afraid, would that hinder Pennywise's um, 
would that hinder his power at all? See, Pennywise prefers people scared because it sweetens the meat, as he would say. But that doesn't so does necessarily he actually eat people. Yes. Okay. All right. He doesn't just feed on their essence. He actually eats them. Yeah, he consumes them. He got it. Okay. He eats them up good. Um, so for him, and he prefers children because their imaginations are so wild that his abilities to spark fear in them again is pretty way more intense than with adults who are like, I'm scared of taxes, you know? So like, there's just different fear elements to it. So when, so I, I look at that element where he wouldn't enjoy eating Freddy probably, but, um, he could, and it wouldn't necessarily hinder him in any way, shape, or form. But I'm curious how much Pennywise could affect Freddy. I don't know, because in Freddy's realm, I don't know. I, I'm just I'm kind of going back and forth in my head here. Freddy controls uh, a lot of the reality because you'll like some someone will be you know uh, running down a corridor, and all of a sudden the the wall closes, and Freddy's standing on the other side yeah. of it, or what? Like, so he can manipulate reality when it's inside of the dream realm. But I wonder how much of that would be a, would affect Pennywise, you know? Or could, could Pennywise just kind of like walk through that wall and be like, I don't play by reality either. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, too, uh, Pennywise has the deadlights. And so if he catches Freddy Krueger in the deadlights, it's game over, man. I forgot about that. So the deadlights are the thing where he opens his mouth and there's, it's those three spinning light yeah. orb things. He catches you he in that. You, someone, you, you pretty much... In the books, it can essentially um, paralyze you and completely make you brain dead. So that's a huge, <laughs> huge weapon. Um, <laughs> whereas with Freddy, again, I just wonder how much physical harm he could do. Because I think the only time... Yeah. It's an interesting matchup because if Pennywise does become afraid, he is vulnerable. Right. So if Freddy is able to tap into that, he could do harm but i'm just i wonder if there's anything he could truly do that could make pennywise afraid okay so i've got a new uh scenario for these two all right in the 28 year slumber freddy krueger pops into <laughs> pennywise's dreams <laughs> i like that all right so there we go so freddy krueger's like freddy krueger's like senses- i'm taking a trip to maine i'm going to dairy <laughs> <laughs> he he senses he's like whoa there's there's uh this this uh this this dream essence i've never i've never experienced before what is this and he pops in there and so now he's fucking with pennywise in pennywise's dream except he doesn't realize so, that it was a trap <laughs> <laughs> pennywise has been waiting <laughs> um does that change anything? Because now it's Pennywise's brain, but it is full Freddy Krueger environment. It is. But what Freddy doesn't realize is that he actually is terrified of not just fire, but clowns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so mystery says uh, deadlights trump anything Freddy can do. Pennywise versus Pinhead from Hellraiser. Ooh. Different story. Ooh. I've Let's... actually never seen Hellraiser, so uh, oh. why is that? Because those, I think they're called Cenobites, and essentially they are masochists, and they thrive on the suffering of others. They're they're kind of like their own demons, so Pinhead and all of his creatures are just 
terrifying in the sense of they try to capture you, they torture you, and they basically consume your soul. So that mm. which should be a a follow-up throwdown for another I time. I was going to say, let's put a pin in that one. In this instance, I, I think I do, do have it. to Do it. Play your sound bite for that. <laughs> Wait, which one? What do you mean? <laughs> he said, Wait. put a pin in that. There you go. Thank you. I didn't even catch it, but... Uh, <laughs> you didn't catch it, you said that? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Ooh, so I, I'm going to... I'm kind of going to go with uh, mystery on this one, too. Like, the deadlights... Yeah, I, I I have to agree with that. I, I I picture it as Freddy inadvertently wanders in, sensing some great sense of power, and then he doesn't realize that he's not getting out of that dream ever again, and that Pennywise is more than happy that he's there, and Pennywise tortures him until he wakes up, and he, he, he consumes him just before he wakes up. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I like that. Yeah. no. He's like, I'm sure. going to play with you for the next 25 years. Right. <laughs> until I'm ready to get up. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so we're saying Pennywise for the win. I was just about Game to say over. I was just about to say we've got to have like right. an end soundbite or song like. But I like the gong. I think the gong is good. Thank you. <laughs> Woo! What a or great episode. Hold on. We're saying <laughs> up. Pennywise for the win! <laughs> I this is never going to get old. Everything about this. I love it. This is amazing. <laughs> the creativity is flowing, guys. It's, it's flowing. flowing. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, wow. What a great episode. Uh, Justin, what have you got to promote this week? Um, so two things. One, I would say um, <clears throat> keep an eye on if you're if – you're, Hurting for some uh, for some music and some live performances. Seek out your favorite musician on Instagram, Twitter, uh, wherever. Uh, tweet at them. Uh, ask them if they'll do a little concert or something. If enough people uh, today, I actually just watched Glenn Hansard uh, do a. It was actually today's his fiftieth birthday. So happy birthday, Glenn! Because he listen he's a longtime listener of the podcast. Um, <laughs> but he did a lovely little. Basically, it's like for my birthday, I want to hang out with you guys and I'll play a couple tunes and um you know he toasted a beer and and Eddie Vedder actually jumped oh. into the street with them and apparently they're like best friends did Makes not realize sense. this um but so I would say if if um I I really think to our what we were talking about earlier I do think that's a new thing we might actually start seeing is more of these like intimate intimate concerts that uh you know like your non-traditional concerts like it, it's almost like sitting in someone's living room with them and just listening to them fiddle around on the guitar so um i would say seek that out and actually uh if you have someone that you like get at them on social media and see if you can make that happen because i think seeing more of those would be really cool not that there hasn't been a ton already and then the second thing is um two east eighth just launched the screenplay contest so head over to two east com forward slash screenplay or sorry. Whoop. Ignore that. Go to two east com forward slash short script contest. And uh basically in quarantine, uh we're looking for ways to be creative. And so we're like, well, let's let's do a, a competition where um everyone submits screenplays. We'll give feedback. There's two different tiers that you can uh, submit for uh, feedback. 
and then we're going to look through all the submissions we get and the t- uh, the top five, if we come up with five really good ones, will actually help produce those and get those made. So um, something that Drew and I are really excited about and we we really are hoping that uh, that people, this gives them an outlet for, uh, to if you've been sitting on an idea, you can write it and get it out there finally now, you have a reason to and um, we're really excited just to kind of collaborate with some new people. So check that out. That's really awesome. I'm really happy for you guys. And this is a Thank great you. opportunity. If you guys are doing some writing or you have something you've been working on, submit your shit, man. Get it out yeah. there. These guys are good at what they do. So, And if you haven't, I'll say this. Go to 2hdate.com. Check out their new cinematic reel. It's fucking awesome. So Thank definitely you. check that out. Uh, my recommendation this week comes from a band known as Dance, Gavin Dance. Um, they've got a new album coming out this week, April 24th. And I've just been like playing some playlists on YouTube while I've been doing some work and their songs, their new songs have come up and I've kind of fallen in love with one in particular. It's called three wishes uh, by the, again, band is called dance, Gavin dance. I'm actually going to post the link to their video in the Twitch stream. So feel free to watch Thanks. that. It's been, uh, it's been my jam for the last few days. I'm really into it and I'm looking forward to their new album. So check that out. Dance, Gavin dance, three wishes. Love it. Woo, so that being said, gang, big thanks uh, for hanging out with us and for listening to our show. Please, once again, go to our Twitch stream. It's twitch.tv slash podcast. Give us a follow. We're getting closer to becoming affiliates. When we become affiliates, it gives us an opportunity to upgrade what we're doing and possibly start earning some revenue. So it would mean the world to us if you guys would follow us. Um, we love you guys coming and hanging out with us too. Thank you to Etoy07, Mr. E, Slotty Bart uh, Fast for coming back, um, hanging out, chatting with us. It's always a pleasure. And don't forget, Saturday nights, 8 p.m. Central, we do a video game stream. We have a really silly goose time. So just come hang out with us. I try to pick games where somehow if you don't have the game and you're not in there with us, you can still participate or you can still help. You can still enjoy it. So please come hang out with us there. Follow us on all our social medias at MindGap Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and check out our YouTube channel. We post highlights from our streams. We also post all of our episodes there as well as any other fun video shit that we do. So go check that out. Justin also exists digitally, and you should follow him at these particular URLs. On Instagram and Twitter, it's at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, wherever you can find and consume the old podcast. Give us a share, a like, a review, rate us, uh, subscribe to us, all those things. The big one is sharing. We really, really, really want you guys to share us around. Um, and then uh, 2east8th.com slash mindgap. And then, uh, again, 2east8th.com slash um, – I always get this wrong. 2east8th.com slash short script contest. Um, if you just go to the main 2east8th website and scroll down, there's a link on there as well. So you can find it, and uh, hopefully we'll get some submissions from you, you crazy clowns. Nice. So e 7 says, see you on Saturday. I'll see you Woo-hoo. on Saturday, buddy. Can't wait. Ooh, that's going to be so much fun. That's a threat and a promise. Can't wait. Uh, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Twitch, thank you. Listeners, muchas gracias. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.